The witch is dead, the witch is dead. Burr, 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 burr. Welcome to episode 5 of Lawyer Can't Explore, a podcast where we're digging up the story fossils like in the Animal Crossings. My name is Corbin. My name is Josh. Corbin, that was a weirder analogy than you used last time. Well, like, I've been playing Animal Crossing, you know? What are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about this little ditty called Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz? Do you mean the Wizard of Oz directed by Victor Fleming and released in 1939? Yeah. What's that about? Well, it's about this person called Dorothy. She lives on a farm and stuff, and then a tornado comes because it's Kansas, and you know, that's how it be sometimes. And the house gets flown away, and she's transported to the magical land of Oz and meets her farm hands, but in Ozland, you know? And then they have to go on a journey to the Emerald City to find their way home with the magical Wizard of Oz. See, it's the title and stuff. And then he turns out to be a fraud, and then the magic shoes go home. There's some other stuff that happens, but it's unimportant. That's fantastic. And how would you rate The Wizard of Oz out of 10? The movie, not The Wizard. I think we've been on a pretty bad streak. Because, like, The Wizard of Oz is beloved and all, but I thought it was boring as heck, me and my gen Z-ness, you know? So I think it's about a 4 out of 10. They don't do a lot, and they just sing, which some people like, but not for me. It's very creative, I will say, in a lot of its fantasy elements that must have been pretty out there for 1939. But for a 2020 audience, nah, it's pretty run Yeah, it doesn't hold up that well, honestly. Uh, yeah, I'll do a 4 out of 10 as well. Also, we gotta give a disclaimer. We're gonna ignore every piece of The Wizard of Oz material outside of the movie itself, including the book that came before it, any books that came after it, the musical, the Wicked musical, every other sequel movie, like all 30 of them, everything that's not the movie, we're gonna just ignore. Yeah, there's a surprising amount of Wizard of Oz media out there. Also, as we always say, we cannot say this was just a dream. Oz is absolutely real. And we have to treat it as such. And to back that up a little bit, the original ending of the movie when Dorothy wakes up back in her black and white farm world, it was going to pan down to her feet and she was still going to have on the red slippers. And the only thing that was going to be in color in the shot was her slippers telling us that it was real. So we're going to kind of go off that and assume that Oz is a real place and that everything in the movie really happened and was not just a dream. I gotcha. So let's start by talking about the races in Oz. We see a lot of different types of creatures and people. Like, we got our first group of folks. We got, like, the first we're introduced to is munchkins. The little people that hatch from eggs, they live in the east. And they're kind of whack. Well, we assume it's the east, right? Because that's where the Wicked Witch of the East is. And she got smoked by that house, you know? (laughs) So, we got the munchkins. And, like, they hatch from eggs, which I mentioned earlier. So, that's weird. They're like platypi, platypuses. They seem to be like a developed society or something. Yeah, well, because they have... they have like leagues and guilds and different groups of people, and they have a mayor. So, I think the mayor was like a puppet government, right? Maybe. Because they were ruled by the Wicked Witch... Oof, that's hard to say. <laughs> wicked Witch of the East, bro. 
And then, because when they when she died, they're all like, the witch is dead, the witch is dead. Well, maybe the east is like a larger district area, and Munchkinland is just one area in the east. Okay. She doesn't just rule over this one town, because Munchkinland doesn't seem like it's too big from what we saw. Yeah, that's fair. And, like, is the Scarecrow land in Munchkinland, or, like, in the east, per se? It's probably still, I think it's still in the east. It's a little ways off, though. I bet that's the food source for the Munchkin land, actually, now I think about it. Oh, possibly. Anyways, moving on from Munchkins, we got green people, right? They live in the Wicked Witch of the West Castle, who is also green. So I think she subjugated the race of green people under her rule. You okay, know? I can I can buy that. Because they all have kind of like the longer noses, and they also celebrate when she dies. So... yeah. So I think they were a people that lived in that area, and maybe the Wicked Witch of the East like terraformed it to make it look more evil-looking or whatever. And then another race we have is the lion. We see the cowardly lion, but we can assume he's just a, a talking lion who lives in the forest. He wants to be king of the forest. Well, in this world, lions must live in forests. But do all animals talk? Well, the monkeys, right? Remember the monkey people that the, the wicked flying witch... monkeys, yes. Yeah. So they don't talk that we can see. Yeah, but they 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 are some sort of sentient. So maybe like yeah, they can follow instructions and whatnot. Yeah, so I think there is a precedent for talking animals. Maybe they're just rare because the only animals we see are the lion, the monkeys. So then we got the Tin Man and Scarecrow, which are like homunculi, you know. Yeah, they seem to be manufactured. The scarecrow says that it wasn't made with a brain, so that kind of implies that other scarecrows do have brains, and they're better at scaring crows or whatever scarecrows do. Well, scare... Never mind. Um, and <laughs> Did the, you ask what scarecrows do? No, no. The Tin Man <laughs> mentions that the Tinsmith made them and forgot to give him a heart, which tells us there are other Tin Men. And in the, and in the Emerald City, they like mention tin or bronze when they're polishing them so maybe there's tin men and bronze men yeah in the song they sing about it right they're like men of tin and bronze like they have a specially designed area to like wash or massage them i guess yeah and like it looks like this was used on other tin men before him as well so i think there are other like manufactured creatures that have just been given life like more tin men more scarecrows other things that are maybe just rare or just in parts of Oz we don't see. Oh, that definitely explains a later point, which is why do people in the Emerald City not work ever? They say they, in their song, they only work like an hour a day or something. Oh, yeah. That's why people live like kings, because people can just make artificial intelligence to do the manual labor for them. Wait, are we leaving any groups out? Is that all of them? Well, we got, like, the tree people and, like, the monkey people, but we don't know That's who, true. who those are. The trees are just, like, alive trees. And also, they could have been made alive by the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, that's kind of confused me. It doesn't really specify whether she brought them to life or whether these trees were alive beforehand. I think she might have brought them to life because she's like, eat this! <laughs> and then, like, went away, and then the tree started attacking Dorothy and her compatriots. So our last point on the races. Yeah. It seems like most of our races are not not the built ones, not the manufactured ones, at least. All right. But most of the natural born ones 
are grouped together in distinct areas or like districts like the munchkins who we think are in the east and the yeah. green people who are in the wicked witch of the west castle yeah i don't know if there are racial divides or what's going on or if they've been divided by some like higher power like the wizard or something higher than that yeah i don't know if the wizard is the highest power but that's a great transition into our next topic yeah. which is my big theory is that wizards and witches are actually positions in government. Because in the movie, after Dorothy says she's going to see the Wizard of Oz, the Scarecrow replies, oh, you're going to see a wizard? Implying that the Wizard of Oz is only one of several wizards. You know, the title of the movie kind of implies that it's the Wizard of Oz, you know, not like... The Wizard. Yeah, it could just say the Wizard, but it's specifically the Wizard of this location. In other areas of Oz, there might be other wizards. And, like, there seems no, to no, be no. only I four. I think there's wi- one wizard of Oz, but other wizards of other areas. Because they say Oz is just, like, a county. Though county could be, like, a different meaning there. Anyway. I think the titles of wizard and witches are actually hierarchical positions in government. And the right. county of Oz seems to be divided up into four quadrants like based on the cardinal directions. And I think a witch is over each quadrant. All right. We've got Glinda, the good witch of the North. We have the two unnamed witches of the East and West. And there's also probably a witch of the South. So I think we can actually apply this scenario to the other areas, other counties that we don't know the names of. All right. Like a male wizard is at the top and then four female witches are over districts possibly. Is that sexist? I think Oz is a sexist place, yes. I guess that makes sense. And I think the witches might be kind of region-locked. Like, they're only allowed to exercise their powers in their region. Which is why, at the beginning of the movie, Glinda tells the Wicked Witch of the West that she's powerless to act in the east side where Munchkinland is. You have no power here! Yes. Gandalf! No, no, you're wrong. Wrong wizard. (laughs) Well, as a wizard reference, if you didn't. Dude, is that Wizards of Waverly Place? (laughs) But, yeah. So she has no power there. I think think she still does have power there. I think she's just not allowed to use it or she'll get in trouble. Wait, if you're like, if you're well-liked enough by like the people in power, do you get a name? (laughs) 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 Otherwise you're just good or wicked. Yeah. Well, we got... Glinda, so she must be very high-ranking or, like, very in favor. Or do just the good witches get names? Wait, yes, that's a great transition to our second topic, good and wicked witches. So, here's the first theory, which I think is kind of boring. Yeah. Wizards and witches have innate powers, right? And their subjects in their areas decide whether they're good or wicked, whether they're just well-liked or not. So it's kind of like a popularity contest. Yeah, it's like the people, like... Maybe there's a vote or people just over time are like, you're good or you're wicked. So here's the cooler oh, theory, right? The cooler, the cool, the cooler Daniel of theories. Yes. Good meme. No wizards and witches. They're assigned their labels of being good or wicked. Uh, when they're given their powers by some powerful person that rules over everything. So they, they kind of like pull the puppet master, you would say. Yeah. And I think this powerful person their power is just to give out other powers. So they don't have any specific power. They're like, like I want to transmute this wood into 
smoke, right? They have to give that power to somebody because they can't do it themselves. Yes. Okay, and they I use see. that ability. And even while they're not like physically that strong themselves and don't have like a lot of cool powers, they can give powers to people and put them in positions that keep themselves at the top and keep everything the way they want it to be run. What if it's the mayor of Munchkin Land? I think it's the mayor of Munchkin City, man. He's he's pulling the strings. You don't know. He we only see him for a few frames, but he's like, I know what's up. <laughs> you think the mayor of Munchkin City is at the top? Why wouldn't it be the Munchkin mayor? Because he's in an unassuming political position. I think it's the mayor. It has to be. Why though? Why the Munchkin mayor? He's hiding in plain sight. Nobody, and nobody would sue in a small-time political man. Is the actual puppet master? Nobody. It's hiding in plain sight, Josh. So to be the best puppet master, you must pretend to be a puppet. Yeah. Well, you can't change my mind. You can subscribe to your theory in any way you want, but I subscribe to your theory in one way, and it's the Munchkin Mayor is the god power giver. The Munchkin Mayor is capable of giving out powers, and nobody knows it. Not even... Wait, wouldn't the witches know, though? No. It's some backroom shady deal. They don't even they know. They don't get to see the they face or anything. They don't get to see the face. So we're going to say that the mayor of Munchkin City is secretly pulling the strings and giving out powers to everything in order to keep the people down. We've developed a central theory, right? Yeah. And that he gives the witches and wizards the label of good or bad. But we yeah, didn't talk I think about so. wizards. Because I think the... the equivalent of good for wizards is wonderful because he's the wonderful wizard of oz what about the terrible wizard we don't have any wizards to go off i guess because we're only in this one county and do you think the wizard of oz is actually a fraud while we're on that topic i think so he has to be right well we see the same actor play like four or five roles in the movie right most of them in the emerald city okay I think that's actually the wizard's power is to duplicate himself or some sort of illusionary magic or something because he's like a stagecoach driver and he's in front of like the doors to the castle and he's in front of the doors or the gate to Oz. Kind of like a mitosis type of thing. All right, moving on now that we have another central theory to work off for the episode. Witch and wizard powers. Like, let's look at Glinda to start yeah what is glinda capable of so we got bubble transport and we got snow that wakes up dorothy and the lion okay so they both seem to have some sort of i don't know if it's a crystal ball or some way to see wherever they want for for both witches and they both have some sort of transportation system so glinda has this wild power with the snow right where it's it just wakes people up and it's like is that because the snow's cold is it magic waking up snow i think there are certain magic recipes you can make and i think there might be like cookbooks or spell books or some sort of thing that you can make concoctions and they can do different things and maybe not everyone has access to each thing that you can make like the, the wicked witch of the west has access to making something you see she made something by mixing some ingredients she's like oh something with poison in it and poppies and it's like oh here's the fall asleep in the poppy field spell yeah and also the constructs seem to be immune to like sleep spells and stuff 
Yeah, I seem to work on living things, or not non-constructed things. Yeah, so the Tin Man and the Scarecrow seem to be immune to that. And the Wicked Witch of the West, she has some powers that we don't see from Kalinda, the Witch of the North. Okay, like she what? She has fire, she just throws fire. She might, like, bring the trees to life. We are still undecided on that one. Yeah, I think I think she made the trees alive. I'm pretty okay. sure. Because we don't see any other living trees. So do you think each witch and wizard has a weakness? Well, the Wicked Witch of the East had house weakness. <laughs> house is her specific weakness. <laughs> yeah, if somebody drops a house on her, she'll die. I think. Well, the wa- the Wicked Witch of the West has water weakness. Yes, water melts her. Also, why does she keep a water bucket lying around like just in a sill in the castle? I don't know, just for some mopping, you know. <gasps> no, I know what it is. Dorothy happened upon another assassination plot that was about to take place. Oh, oh one of the guards was going to assassinate her. Because she's fire. Oh, she's fire based. That's why water would stop her. Oh, yeah. Okay, so do you think Glinda has a weakness as well then? It must be something dumb, right? Like, because the Wicked Witch of the West is water. So it's like, what? Something like, I don't know, lava. She's water based. Yeah. She uses snow and she has a bubble. Yeah. She's like water adjacent. (laughs) Water adjacent. So then her weakness must be fire, right? No, her weakness is fire adjacent, so no one will think of it. (laughs) What's fire adjacent? Smoke? Yeah. Let's say smoke. I think smoke is a good answer. Is someone going to jewel Glinda to death? (laughs) (laughs) So we've developed a weakness for Glinda, and we can assume that each witch has some sort of weakness. Does each wizard have a weakness? Uh... Well, we only see one wizard, and he seems to be a fraud, or a wizard that uses illusion, illusion magic. So I don't know if they necessarily have a weakness, because he seems to be weaker than the witches, because he's just illusion, you know? Maybe the weakness of every wizard is that they're a facade. Oh. They have powers meant to help them give the impression that they're stronger than they are, that they're much more powerful than they are. I see. Oh, we're so deep into this theory. <laughs> so deep. This is the dumbest theory we've come up with. I think absolutely the the mayor of the Munchkin City is a puppet master (laughs) capable of giving powers. And that he created a power structure in order to keep himself at the top. But he also poses as just an average Munchkin who he is oppressing. And all of the wizards are frauds. uh, And all the witches have some sort of weakness. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's something bigger going on with the ruby slippers because Glinda at the start tells Dorothy, oh, they must be very powerful since she wants them so badly. Kind of implying that Glinda herself doesn't know what they do. But then at the end, she's like, oh, I always knew what they did. Click your heels together. I think Glinda wanted to break free of her place as just like a measly witch. And she wanted to become the next Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So I think Glinda's actually planting the idea in Dorothy's mind and telling her to go talk to the Wizard of Oz because she has a hunch that he's a fraud and she thinks if he's disposed of somehow that maybe since she's so well-liked she'll become the next person in power. Oh, I see. So, but then we've discussed that wizards are just have illusion magic. So how would uh, Glenda become a wizard? 
which well, she isn't aware of other wizards, other places, and that they might oh. all be the same. She thinks this I one's see. just so, a fraud wizard when really maybe all the wizards are frauds. I see. So then she's she thinks she knows more, but she actually doesn't. There's one more topic I want to hit before we finish this episode. There's some sort of multiverse happening here. Like there's a gateway to our world, or maybe Oz is someplace in our world. Maybe this, maybe she got sent through a wormhole or something when she was getting flown up in the tornado. Yeah, that could be. And then maybe and maybe with time dilation or something, it happened where she got like she woke up back in her world when the tornado was over. So like she spent a while in Oz, but only was in there for like a little bit, you know? Yeah. Okay, because it also works a transport with the balloon. Do you think he can actually get there with a balloon, or do you think he, like, hit another one of these wormhole spots initially to come? Oh, that messes with our wizard theory, if he's actually from our world. Oh, no. Shoot. Um, hold on, we can make this work, we can make this work. Can we? So, he was from Kansas, but that doesn't change the fact that he was given powers, right? So he's a con artist by trade. And then the and then the Munchkin was like, I can use this man as a wizard because they're all facades, right? And he was like, this would make a really good wizard. So then he was like, I will give you power to con better. Hoo-hoo. Okay, maybe wormholes aren't that uncommon and people coming to them is just a thing that can happen. And Glinda's aware of it. And normally when someone comes over, they're usually a decent candidate for being a witch or a wizard. So it's kind of like, down on the down low but like the witches and wizards when someone comes over they talk to them and they're like hey are you coming over to be a witch or a wizard and you should go talk to them and get that that power but glinda very quickly realizes her mistake after saying are you a good witch or a bad witch realizing dorothy has not yet received any power misleads her in order to put herself higher up on the totem pole and take the removed wizard spot but she doesn't know that it's all an illusion and fake. She doesn't know the illusion extends much higher. Let's tie it back in the slippers here. Yeah. Because she's figured out the slippers do something pretty powerful, right? And they, sensing that there's a replacement from another wormhole, went onto Dorothy's feet. The slippers did. And that's why she's, like, immediately meant to be the replacement for her. Like, the slippers know. The slippers are meant to be on the next, like, the next witch. I see, I see. So Dorothy was supposed to be a witch all along and was going to replace the witch of the, the East. That makes a lot of sense. But Glinda misled her. To further her political career. We've cracked the code of Wizard of Oz. All right, that's going to conclude this episode about the Wizard of Oz. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any future episode suggestions, or you just want to tell us about how bad this episode was, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at the Lore Podcast. Hey, you can find us wherever you get podcasts, mostly wherever. You got the Spotify's, you got the YouTube's, you got the Podbean. I think SoundCloud. Did I say iTunes? Yeah, that's where you can find us. We're pretty cool. We got like one fan, maybe. Hey, shout out to you if you're listening. If you made it this far. Shout out to you, that one fan. We like you. This is all for you. Anyways, I'm Corbin. And I'm Josh. And this has been Lore You Can't Explore. Bye.
went to the east, bro. 